We got another one, folks. Another commit in the boat, ready to row. And then we're talking NFL draft picks and their fits coming up on Locked On Golden Gophers. Locked On Golden Gophers, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb. I'm host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, now here to talk Gophers with you each and every day. Be sure to check us out over on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and we are going to get that community up and thriving. Now, this week we have an interview coming up with Ryan Burns. He'll be joining the podcast. We'll hit the hay on some topics. We'll answer some of the questions that you guys have presented forward. And then later in the week, we're going to have a crossover episode with our rivals over at Lockdown Badgers. So be sure to tune in this week. Coming up in May, we have commits that are going to join us on the podcast, players that are going to join us on the podcast, and more. So be sure to follow wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us at Locked On Golden Gophers. So let's jump in, folks. It's a big one for us today. It's lots of football. And the first things first, we got another one. Another one. I mean, add another commit to the 2023 class. That is right. We have Prior Lake offensive lineman Greg Johnson, who officially committed. Now, Greg Johnson was offered just last week, and he committed within 24 hours. That's right. He committed within one day. Why is that? Because he knew where he wanted to be. He knows that we're building something special here, and he wanted to be home, a part of that something special. So we're super stoked to have him on board, but let's talk about him a little bit more. So he joins his teammate, high school teammate, Martin Owusu, both of them coming from Prior Lake, Minnesota, and they both will be joining the Golden Gophers. They both will finish up their spring or their senior year this upcoming season, and then they will be joining the Gophers shortly after that. So two guys from Prior Lake, you love to see it. We're keeping the guys at home. Great prospects both three-star guys, and I have a feeling that they could work their way up as far as how their recruiting ranking goes. Both of them have the talent to do that. Now, one thing that was great about Greg Johnson was he was vocal about wanting to be a gopher even long before committing. I mean, I was surprised it took us this long to even offer him in the first place. He had stated earlier in this spring that if he was offered, he knows where he wants to be. He would heavily, heavily favor or consider the Gophers because he wanted to play at home. He stressed how he really wanted to be a part of the Big Ten football, but being a part of Minnesota in the Big Ten football just made it that much more special for him. Now, he's a 6'5", 280-pound offensive lineman, and he held offers from Iowa State, Wyoming, Air Force, so other big programs were still heavily looking into him, but he knew where he wanted to be. He knew he wanted to play in the Big Ten, and he wanted to stay 
home if at all possible. So we get to keep him home here, and that's great. Now, things about Greg Johnson that you like. You like that he's extremely physical, and he's a solid run, run blocker, which if you look at how the Gophers offense has played out over the past few seasons, running has been a very, very key part to our offense. Now, we've talked about and we've stressed that we have to get better in the past game. We have to balance it out more as we saw in 2019, and it's coming, folks, but that doesn't take away from the fact that we still need to have a great run game, and that will be prioritized in this offense no matter who's at the helm at OC, running will still be heavy in our offense, especially when we have guys like Mo Ibrahim and we have guys coming up like Zach Evans and Trayson Potts has shown he can tote the rock. I mean, we have Darius Taylor coming in as well in this class of 2023. So we're going to run the ball. We have too much talent in that position not to, and we have some dogs on the O-line that can really grind it out when it comes to run blocking. Now, He's going to need to improve in his pass blocking, as most high schoolers do need to. It's just a completely different type of game when taking that next step up into the college level, especially at the D1 Power 5 level. But he'll be fine. He has one of the best O-line coaches in the Big Ten, if not in the entire nation, that he's working with. So it's not anything to be too hesitant about. That being said, he does rely a little bit too much on his size, and he'll need to add some weight, especially if he's going to rely on his size. 280 for a Power 5 Big 10 offensive lineman isn't going to cut it, so he's going to have to put on some weight, some good weight at that, but I am more than confident that he will develop and grow into a more solid frame and put on that good weight as he gets more developed into the program. Even in his senior year, he'll likely put on some more weight and be ready to go. So I'm not too concerned there, but the relying on the size part could be a problem. I'm sure our offensive line coach will work that out a little bit, but that's where we look for improvement as of right now. Now, like I said, he's got his whole senior year to continue to add to his recruiting prospect, to continue to develop his game, to continue to build towards being a gopher. Now, he keeps his pads low, which is great, and he uses and he maintains great leverage, especially, again, when it comes to run blocking. He has the opportunity to grow and be great. So it's an extremely exciting prospect, staying home, and you love to see it. You just absolutely love to see someone like that staying home. And that seems to be a trend for this 2023 class. We've got quite a few guys staying home. Now, it's an exciting addition, and it seems like he and Martin Owusu and Darius Taylor are actually very active voices when it comes to recruiting other recruits, which You love to see not a lot of guys take that on, but those three seem very headstrong in the fact that they want to bring others with them to grind it out, to ball out, and to build something special. So I love the vocality. I love the presence that they bring. I mean, all of them have been have been seen on Twitter and other various avenues trying to bring in guys like Jackson Howard, like Alanius Davis, who are both Minnesota recruits that hold offers, and Jackson Howard being one of the best 
recruits in the nation and the best recruit in the state. I mean, he has offers from other schools like Alabama, from Miami, from LSU. In Miami, LSU, and Minnesota seemingly look like his top three front runners. So the fact that we're right there with a Miami and with an LSU just goes to show how much building something special at home is seemingly more ideal. It's starting to be favorable to stay home here with the Gophers because of what PJ Fleck is developing and what we're building here. So you'd love to see it. And that'll be kind of something that we'll see if it continues. You know, as it currently sits, our 2023 recruiting class sits at 19th in the nation in recruiting. And that that includes the hot streak that we have going here in Minnesota. I believe we now have four or five commits from Minnesota. And then you guys got, got guys like Darius Taylor and you got guys like Zaquan Bryan who come from out of other states as well. So it's not like we're just honing in here, but we are keeping our top talent within the state as well. And that is extremely excruciatingly important for any program. You want to keep guys in your pipeline in your program. And your pipeline is nine times out of 10 going to include your home state because it is beneficial and convenient for those kids to play there so their families can continue to watch them as well. And that always, not always, that a majority of the time has a little bit of heartstring tugging on it. The fact that your family can come to every single game. They're right there. They can come watch you. They can support you. Your friends who've grown up with you, they can come out. Your high school coach can come out and support you at the next level. So for a lot of people, even though it might not be the main factor, they decide to commit somewhere, it does contribute for some folks. So that's why it's crucial to stress that home state pipeline. And so we'll see if these guys can help bring in guys like Jackson Howard and Elanius Davis who both hold offers from the Gophers. So exciting things coming from Minnesota. Again, the 19th ranked 2023 recruiting class as of right now, and it could just get better. So we'll keep you posted here at Lockdown Golden Gophers, but we're growing. We're growing and we're rowing. This is a show where we always continue to row. And next, we are going to talk about some Gophers that are moving on to the next level in their landing spots. That's coming up next. But first, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Built Bar. You've heard me talk about it time and time again, but I need to stress it enough because Built Bar, you can replace your candy bars with it. It's that good. And it's it's a protein bar. You're getting 17 grams of protein. It's perfect for after workouts. It's perfect for a snack midday to tide you over and help you feel more full so you're not snacking and junk food eating constantly throughout the day. A built Bar is going to do the trick for you, and it's going to taste delicious. I just bought two new flavors. They're headed my way now, When that's the raspberry flavor and the peanut butter brownie flavor. But you already know, if you've listened to the pod, that I am a fan of the mint brownie because it tastes like a Girl Scout Thin Mint cookie. So, so many flavors to choose from, and you can check them all out over at Built.com. And while you're there and you got them in your shopping cart ready to hit add to cart or ready to hit ship to me, be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED1515 for 15% off at built.com. 
Once again, thank you for listening to the Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast. I am so grateful that you guys are making this your first listen where you go to hear about the Golden Gophers. And again, we're keeping this going every day. This is going to be Monday through Friday. I got you covered. And even if we tune back a little bit in the offseason, I'm still going to have consistent content coming for you if you want it. If you continue to be here, you continue to tune in, and you continue to want to know more about your Golden Gophers, I'm going to keep putting the content out there for you. That's what we're doing here at the Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast. So I thank you so much, and please, please, please subscribe on YouTube. Now let's talk about, we're going to talk about two prospects today and their landing spots in the NFL. And the first is going to be Boye Mafe, who was drafted with the 40th overall pick in the second round by the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, what what do I think about this landing spot personally? I love it. I mean, honestly, it's great for both of both his development and potentially immediate opportunity. I mean, he doesn't have major names in front of him or at least slated in front of him to play right now. In front of him currently on the roster is Daryl Taylor and LJ Collier on that left edge spot. Now, the right edge spot seems to be filled or at least locked with Nuosu, who had 40 tackles, five sacks, two forced fumbles, and one interception last year. He's a younger player as well. He seemed to kind of lock in and take hold and take command of that edge spot, but the other edge spot is up for grabs. I mean, like I said, Daryl Taylor and LJ Collier are in front of him. Taylor was a rookie last year. He had 37 tackles, six and a half sacks, and one forced fumble. So not too shabby, but it isn't anything that is absolutely dominating either. I could definitely see Boye Mafe at least working in conjunction with him and rotating. And if Boye Mafe can hone in on his explosion, his athleticism, and grow, he could take over that spot. LJ Collier, not really someone to worry about in my opinion. I mean, he is drafted three years ago and he only has 33 tackles to his career right now. So in three seasons, that's averaging 11 tackles a season. And so that includes three tackles last year in the eight games that he played. He's had some injury issues, but also he hasn't been extremely productive on the field. So that's someone I can see Boye Mafe overtaking quickly within the ranks and within the depth chart. Now, like I said, Daryl Taylor is probably in front of him as of this very moment, but I think if Boye hones in on what he can do and his explosion, and he really absorbs the information that he works with, with his defensive coaches, especially with his head coach, Pete Carroll, I think he can usurp Daryl Taylor and take that starting edge spot. Now, like I said... Mafe can rotate in early, but if he stands out, he can start to secure a prominent role very quickly. So that's what's exciting about his opportunity at hand. But another thing is that they just had Carlos Dunlap, who was let go recently and leaving that edge edge spot, at least in question. So there isn't a locked in 100%, you're not taking my job starter. If he impresses and he shows out, the job could be his. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing, I think, in my opinion, is the opportunity to develop. I mean, Pete Carroll is a defensive-focused coach that is constantly known for bringing out the best in his players and his defense. Even in the years where that Seattle Seahawks defense is struggling, especially early on, 
they seemingly always start to pull it back together towards the end of the year as they're gelling, as they're clicking, as they're getting through how they break down film, how they scout an opponent, and how they move forward in their strategies, in their success. I mean, they really hone in on how to lock in as a unit. And Pete Carroll brings out the best in those guys. So the fact that if he can pair with Pete Carroll and really learn, really absorb, be sponge-like and absorb all the information that he possibly can, and then you pair that with the explosion and the athleticism that Mafe has, if Carroll can bring that out, it's a match made in heaven, folks. That is literally a win-win, not only for the team, but for Mafe to reach his best ability and his best football because I do not believe that his best football has already passed him. I believe it is clearly in front of him and he could be a freak at the NFL level. Now he has high draft investment. As I said, he was a second round pick. So the fact that he has that high capital, it really allows him to be developed at his speed. If he doesn't take off right away in year one, that's fine. That is a-okay. Think of Rayshon Gary, who got worked in slowly. Year one, he got some reps. Year two, he got some important reps, start, started starting games. And then year three, really took over, stepped up, and kind of filled the role for Zadarius Smith with the Packers. They can take that same approach in Seattle if necessary. If he is coming along more slowly or he's you know, really trying to understand the knowledge aspect of the game or he's really having the troubles adjusting to the speed of the NFL, they can take the time to develop him, and he has that high capital pick in order to at least let him develop at the right speed. They're not going to rush him in, but they're not going to give up on him because they have a high investment in him. So that's great as well. Overall, it's probably one of the best landing spots that you could have hoped for for Boye Mafe. And we are excited at Lockdown Golden Gophers to see where he goes and what his game ends up being at the NFL level. And a funny thing is, apparently he's real happy to be out there in Seattle because he is constantly looking for spots to get some good halibut out in Seattle. So the man's looking for some halibut. And if you somehow know a connection out in Seattle, be sure to hit up, hit up your boy, Boye Mafe. Now we got one more prospect we're going to talk about next, and that is Daniel Fa Lele joining the Ravens. We'll talk about that next. But first, I want to talk to you about Bet Online because Bet Online is your number one source for all betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest developments in sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and Major League Baseball, including NHL playoffs, you name it. It's all right there for you at Bet Online. See, Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. You can head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, as I said, we're going to wrap this show up with another prospect landing spot evaluation, and that is Daniel Fa'alele, who went to the Baltimore Ravens in the fourth round. He was a fourth-round draft pick, pick 110, which we did see kind of a slide in his draft where from where he was expected to go. People were expecting maybe late second to early mid-third. And he fell all the way to the fourth. Now, he went early fourth, which was good to see, but 
it was a little surprising, but not completely. I mean, he's a mammoth of human, and I've continued to say that, but he has not, he did not grade out well as far as speed and athleticism and those things. So that could be a problem. Yes, he's huge, but what happens if he can't get off the line to protect quick enough? What if he's getting beat constantly off the edge? What if guys like TJ Watt, who he's going to have to play two times a year, are just cruising past him? I mean, those are all questions that you have to take into consideration, which could have been led to his slide in the draft. Now, like I said, it was a slight dip in that draft capital, and it may have been for the better because this may have been the best, if not a very great landing spot for him in the long term. I mean, it's an established organization that is great with player development, as we've seen for years and years on both sides of the ball. So you love the fit. You love that they really hone in and develop and get the best of their players nine times out of 10. And that's the type of organization he's going to, which is great because he's fairly new to football. I mean, he really didn't have much experience prior to joining the Golden Gophers. So he's relatively new, still absorbing, still learning, but he was very productive very quickly. So you love to see it. Now, that being said, Baltimore has always had an affinity and a preference for big offensive linemen. So he kind of fits that preference that they have, and it really shows that he could be the type of player that they're looking for long-term. And they have guys currently in at the right tackle spot in front of him, guys like Morgan Moses and Juwan James right in front of him. So he might not compete for starting time or even valuable time right away in year one. It could be a more of a development process with him. It really depends on how he grasps the playbook and how he learns and grows within this spring session for them, as well as the fall camp prior to the season and even preseason. Preseason is going to be very, very key for Daniel Falele going forward. It'll be a great time to see how his game adjusts to the NFL speed and those quicker defenders. If he can still bully off of the edge or if he's going to have to get more technical in order to keep up and hone in and get in front of those quicker speed rushers. So it'll be it'll be a process. It'll be a little bit more of a learning curve for Daniel Falele, I believe. Now, we have seen the development of Ronnie Stanley and uh, ben Cleveland even showed flashes this past season outside of the injuries that he suffered. And then Orlando Brown has even grown and developed here with the Baltimore organization. So they've shown the ability to get the most out of offensive linemen and really hone to their strengths while hiding their weaknesses. And that's going to be key for Daniel Afalele is hiding that lack of athleticism or the lack of speed and the quick get off off of the offensive line. So, or off of the line of scrimmage, pardon me. So that's going to be key is hiding those weaknesses and allowing him to thrive with his strengths. I think if any team is going to do it, the Baltimore Ravens are probably the best spot for him to land in order to grow and do it the right way. Now, there's been mentions of him getting looks at both right tackle and left tackle since right tackle is firmly, has a lot of competition with Morgan Moses and Juwan James. That being said, I don't think he's really going to have success or very much opportunity at that left tackle spot because of that lack of speed and the lack of quick get off off of the line of scrimmage. I mean, how are you going to protect your quarterback's backside, your quarterback's blind side, if you can't get off quick enough? And 
we're talking about Lamar Jackson, who is going to at least need his blindside covered thoroughly. If he can see what's in front of him, he can scramble out and get himself out of spots. But if you're constantly getting beat on his backside, it's it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be tough. It's going to be something that won't be allowed to slide. So I don't see him working too much at the left tackle. I do believe he will move and hone in more on that right tackle side. So we'll see if they move some of those other guys or if he really just hones and develops over this first year. And as those guys kind of fall off of their contracts then he starts to take over in years two or three now like i said i believe personally this is the best fit for daniel falalele i think that john harbaugh is established in that group in that offense in that defense in that position in that organization and he's not going anywhere he's got the right people in place to help his team grow on both sides of the ball they always have studs that come out of the defense that nobody expects and they always have rock-solid production on the offense. Even when they lost all of their running backs to injury basically last year and brought guys off the streets, those guys were still productive last year. So you love the fit for Daniel Falele. Can't wait to see what he does. And he gets paired with his old teammate and old roommate, Rashad Bateman, who will now step into the number one wide receiver slot after the Baltimore Ravens shipped off Marquise Brown to the Arizona Cardinals. So we're going to have Gophers stepping up left and right for the Baltimore Ravens. So that's going to be a team you want to tune into on your off Sundays where you get to chill around and watch some football. We can watch the Gophers on Saturdays, and then you can check out the Minnesota Vikings, of course, and the Baltimore Ravens on Sundays. That's going to do it for us today here at the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Again, tune in this week. We've got... The big show with Ryan Burns, which you're all going to love. We got the crossover show with Locked On Badgers coming up this week. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be fun. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for Locked On Golden Gophers. Hit that follow button. And please, please leave a five-star review. That helps others find our podcast. And it helps us grow here at Locked On Golden Gophers. That's what's going to do it for us today. This is Kane Rob signing off. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.